Hello everybody, welcome back to 100 Years 100 Movies. Today we're going to be talking about the year 1986. Um, now, 86 had some wonderful genre fare. Um, Big Trouble in Little China by John Carpenter was major flop at the time, but cult classic, definitely deserved one of Kurt Russell's um, funnest roles as um the uh, well no other way of putting it the the bumbling idiot jack burton um also we had david cronenberg's the fly which has some of the most gruesome effects ever and and really is is a story of where he worked through the loss of his parents interestingly enough um we also had cobra which is <laughs> one of the um crazier uh, stallone movies and we had a couple of um really great movies from uh, from John Hughes, uh, Pretty in Pink and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, both very different in, in how they, they look at teens, but still very much within, within the John Hughes movie mold. Um, but the movie that I wanted to talk about is James Cameron's Aliens, the sequel to Alien, one of the um, best science fiction slash horror movies ever. And... Um, this to me is, is one of those movies where you take a film and you're like, well, how are we going to one-up Alien? And someone says, I got it. Let's turn it into a giant action movie and just blow up a bunch of shit. And it works. Aliens is phenomenal. Um, and the crazy thing about it is in my head when I think about Aliens, I just, I remember like the middle where the Marines are being taken out by the aliens, and I feel like the whole movie is just this big action thing, but it, it actually isn't. Um, the first like hour of the movie is really spent on um, establishing these characters, on establishing, reestablishing, you know, Ripley. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's great in this movie, and, and um, this is one of the, the movies where I would say if, if you're going to watch it, watch the extended director's cut. Um, it, it just adds in a, a couple of things. It, it tweaks a couple of things just to give some more context to what happens. And, and if, you know, it, it, you don't have to necessarily watch it, like you don't need that, but it, it makes the movie a little fuller, especially in relation to um, Ripley's relationship with Newt. Um, also another interesting character. Um, but the whole fact that, that basically the whole first hour of this movie, or the basically the first half of this movie is um, almost like this uh, space drama that happens to have aliens in it and then it just becomes this balls to the wall like action movie where um where ripley goes from being this cautious this person who's cautious about helping everybody to just like the biggest badass um on the planet and um just starts taking aliens out left and right um the action like the tension um from whenever the aliens attack like it's just great and then the i think the reveal at the end where um in the last part of the movie where you think they've escaped and they're everything's um they're, everything's going great and then all of a sudden the alien queen shows up and it's an even bigger badder um more deadly version of all the aliens they've been fighting before um it's almost like a video game but in like the best way possible because this movie doesn't work like a video game in the sense that you're just killing a bunch of stuff it's more like okay now you're like at the real big bad and and it then becomes this whole um almost treats on motherhood and um 
it's just fascinating how how that that happens in in this movie about xenomorphs <laughs> not not where you would expect to see that um but i really feel that taking all that extra time to establish um the space marines and reestablish ripley and and um you know that scumbag played by um um i can't remember his name um i want to say steve gutenberg um like doing that and then having like michael bean be there who had just been a badass in um you know in the terminator and then basically having him job out to a bunch of aliens and and having to be rescued by by ripley just kind of it helps to uh, to uh, raise the stakes and then having even like lance hendrickson as bishop and um kind of playing off of what was done with um ian holm and in, in alien and, and with um synthetic life forms in those movies it just takes a lot of the ideas that were in Alien and extrapolates them and goes into very interesting areas. And um, I feel like that, that was really the only movie that, that kind of did that, where it didn't really, where it worked up until maybe Prometheus. And, and that movie is very flawed. Um, but there's some interesting stuff in there. Um, but regardless, Aliens, um, it's definitely worth worth a watch. Um it's it's one of those quintessential 80s movies where it is an action movie but it's also a drama and it also has horror and it has all these elements of, of all these different genres and it just kind of shows um that james cameron is really good at his job regardless of um you know um from what i've read about him as a director in the sense that he's really demanding but um he get he gets results you know and and um most I, w- I would say basically all of his movies are are, are really good to great uh, and this is definitely one one of his better ones and, and one of my favorites the other movie i wanted to touch upon uh, touch upon today from 1986 is my favorite friday the 13th which is friday the 13th part six jason lives now this isn't the best friday the 13th that's probably four um Six is just so fucking nuts. Like, in if you if you haven't seen Friday the Thirteenth, um, the series, there's some loose continuity in the movies. Like in the first one, it's his mom, and then somehow Jason Voorhees is somewhat somehow alive for some reason, even though he was supposed to have been killed in the first one as a kid. But he's a grown ass like, you know, mountain man in part two. And he terrorizes kids in two and three, and and then in four he's killed by Corey Feldman, um, and then in five, which is uh, really badly made but kind of fun to watch. It's not even Jason; it's just some guy that's dressed like him whose mask is a little different. It, it's it's silly. Um, so in six, you've basically established in the last movie that that Jason Voorhees is dead. So in six, they decide to. Um, make sure he's dead and in doing so they resurrect him as an undead zombie so it's just so silly and and a lot of it is played for laughs and there's a lot of the kills are just ridiculous like i think this movie probably has one of my favorite jason kills where where he takes a guy and just bends him backwards and snaps his snaps him in half basically um but there's also like a scene where he chops off a guy's arm like he pulls it out of a socket and and it's like i said it's all played for laughs it's um definitely not um anywhere near as serious and and maybe serious isn't the best word because it's not like the first ones were serious either but it's not 
it, it's not played um, straight, I guess. It, it's played for laughs, and, and it somehow works. And um, it's a silly movie, and it's really one of those where you're just kind of there to see Jason do his thing. And, you know, it, it kind of led to more ridiculous stuff where you get to the point where you have, like, Jason X where he's in space. And it, it still kind of works. And uh, for me, like, I, I just think this movie's really fun to watch just because it's it's so so dumb um and sometimes that's all you need you know you just want to watch a dumb movie where you're zoned out and you know you're seeing jason rip people to shreds because they happen to be in the area (laughs) um thank you for listening and you have a good day